You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today we have Broadway and West End star Rachel Tucker. She <laughs> is joining us originally from Belfast. Rachel has made a career on both sides of the pond, starring as Alphaba both on Broadway and in the West End. Um, she originated the role of Meg Dawson in The Last Ship on Broadway. And most recently, well, I... Recently, she was in Come From Away on Broadway, but before that, she was doing it in the West End, playing Beverly Bass, and uh, for which she received an Olivier nomination. She had just barely started her run as Bass in the Broadway production when the coronavirus shuttered theater doors everywhere. So she is back in the UK, right? And she's here with us today for our season finale. <laughs> hey, hey welcome. Hi. Hey. We need time zones in the house right now. So right? many time zones. It's, it's it's super early over here in Cali, and wow. it's almost happy hour for Rachel. I mean, it is. It's always happy hour for me. <laughs> I'm here for that for sure. For sure. Thank you so much for making this happen, Rachel. This we is really such a pleasure. It. We have had a few technical hiccups, but we're here. We're I'm here. a little bit. I'm a little bit behind with the whole technical. So thanks for talking me through it ladies oh no worries no worries this is crazy for everyone like having to do it remotely it's great because we can have people on who we maybe wouldn't normally get to access who can't come to the studio but at the same time so many moving parts (laughs) but we are here so 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 we usually the first thing we ask all of our guests uh Mm -hmm. because we feel like it's something that we don't get asked a lot is to tell us about your children. So you have one child, right? <laughs> I do. I have it's it's you're at Karen, it's very true, actually. You know, the first thing they go to is you and what, what you're doing. And yeah, and unusually I you actually can't do anything until they're sorted, right? We know right. that. You know, just like now before I come on, I had to sort him out, make sure he's, you know, so we don't get too too many interruptions. But um, so um he's great. We um we have actually loved, loved homeschooling Ben. He's, he's been, as, as I should tell you his name, Benjamin, Benjamin <laughs> Ritalik. He's seven years old um, and he's a joy. I mean, like most mothers would say, but he, he's been he's been such a bright star and bright, bright light and just so optimistic through lockdown and, and has loved being at home with mom and dad. And he has just loved the attention that we've been able to give him because of even even though it has been schooling, we have found so much fun in it. And his reading and his writing and spelling and math is just really we, we and I think he's so proud of himself because he's much more confident 
Mm. Uh, and I'm not saying school wasn't doing their job, but there, let, let's be honest, there are 30 kids to yeah. two teachers here in London in his school, and it's the most beautiful, lovely school. But you you will never get your mo- mother and father's attention like like the, the no a teacher well, and can't especially do that. exactly, and I think especially with being um, actor parents. Well, your husband's a director, correct? Yes. yes. Right. So like you guys, you know, Kara and I are both actor couples, and so we're gone a lot. So yeah. you know. And I have an only as well. Elliot's an only. And I've noticed the same thing. Just having us with her so much. I mean, it's such a rare occurrence, you know. I'm sure Ben is just thrilled to have you home all the time. It is. And it's just actually finding the fun in a bit of education and not not being too hard on him and knowing that we're just trying to do a, a little bit every day and making him feel confident with it. And, you know, he doesn't know he's missing out in school if, as such, you know, he, you know, he, on his education. But just so that when he goes back in September, hopefully, touch wood, when we all go back to a bit of normal schooling in September, that he won't feel like, oh, God, everybody's much more ahead or anything. We just don't want that feeling. Because yeah. both What grade is, is that first grade over there or second when he's so seven? I think he's second. So, and oh. it is called year two. So it, it, I think it oh, is, okay. yeah. Whereas in Northern Ireland, Belfast, where I come from, my sister's kids are in year one, but they're the same age. So uh, it's just slightly different. Yeah. Okay. It's so funny that you mentioned the confidence thing because I've seen that in my kids too. Even when we have started to socially distance socialize, just the way they interact they're my kids are more confident after this time. And I don't know if that's because we're celebrating every milestone they reach or everything that they achieve in a way that maybe their teachers or whatever don't, I don't know, or they just feel more supported because we're around all the time. But confidence is something I have seen. It's so interesting. Yeah. So and just him knowing that, like, I, yeah, I, re- I really know how to spell because now, you know, we really does, yeah. you know, whereas <laughs> not attention in school, you don't, they don't, they don't really um, set them down and do a spelling test. Well, here they don't, you know, mm-hmm. because they're too young and, and not like Guy and I was, but, you know, with him writing little stories, he's a Star Wars addict. He just is addicted <laughs> to Lego, Star Wars. So we get him to write little paragraphs about what he would do on planet, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> I and love it. Comes up a lot and uh, you know we go wouldn't it be great if actually because you write because a lot wouldn't it be great to be able to know how to spell it and he genuinely now wants to know how to spell it you know it's it's little things like that that's amazing yeah Yeah. no it's awesome I I I think that when we look back on this time for some of us I mean I know it's been incredibly difficult and um for for some people but I think when we look back on this time we will discover that there were some gains and benefits to it all you know I mean we've we've never spent this much time with Elliot in her entire life all of us together so um that is that does tend to be a bit of a blessing so um what is it and can you give us a little insight into what it's been like for you guys in London well you are you in London yeah Yes, I am. Yep, yep. Yeah. London, mm-hmm. South East London, in a lovely little area called Penge. Of all the of all the names, Penge. And um, <laughs> so, and it, it's um, it, it was very quiet for like three or four weeks. It was it was like ghost time everywhere, right? Which was um, what just as, and everybody was adhering to massive social distancing, lots of that. And then, of course, it eases off, and every things become back to a bit more normality. And it is, but. Um, you know, we we haven't been into London. Um, we, we've no need to go into London. We're just staying very locally. We've met a few friends. 
nothing too extreme. I mean, honestly, like you say, that there's some of the things that we are very happy at home and being with each other and just staying very local and, you know, you know, hunkers down and getting on with things like this. I'm doing a bit of singing, teaching online and guys coaching. And I've been doing loads of kids workshops for young, enthusiastic kids coming out of Northern Ireland, you know, trying to inspire them and teaching Zoom classes. And it's so we've been very productive. Um, And and I think, again, like not not as not as productive as we would have been if this hadn't have happened. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, obviously we don't, we don't want to be in this position, but we've really tried to make the best of our situations in, in lockdown, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No, I know it's hard. I mean, it's sometimes, Karen and I say we're busier now than we were before this happened. Holy <laughs> smokes. I don't want to say that, but that's what it's felt like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt yeah. like how will I sound if I say I am just busier now? No, no, no. <laughs> that is so true. It's the truth right now. There's not a moment's rest. I feel like there. It's like you wake up, you hit the ground running, and then by the end of the day, I'm toast. There's no I, respite. I when when I so like you say, Jess, in the introduction, I had just started in Come From Way in New York. I did ten shows. Right, I was oh, all my own. In New York. That's all it. My, yeah, oh. ten shows. <gasps> And it was, we did Wednesday and then, yeah, yeah, our Wednesdays was the last two. And we actually called it. We were like, guys, I think it's our last Wednesday, aren't we? For a while. So, um, so we did that and they weren't over with me. Our plan was that Ben and Guy, my husband, Guy, they would follow me out once I'm settled and up and running and Ben, maybe for Ben's Easter term break. So they were going to come out then. Of course, we didn't make them. And then, so I flew back, flew back to the UK literally the next day. So that was mm. Friday the 13th. For all the dates to <laughs> and all the craziness to happen. So, so, so yes, I didn't make it. But when I got home, I remember just like lying in our garden and in bed for about three weeks and just doing really doing as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, God, I am I'm so out of the loop of everything. And the my the ego side of me and the kind of social media side of me was like, oh, curious and itchy. But the other side of me was just like this is what I have needed for about two years to just mm. not for everything to stop for a second. And actually the whole world literally stopped, didn't it? And yeah. actually just enjoy not panicking and being out of work, but knowing that everybody else is, and there's no jobs going to be coming in. There's no addition pressure. There's no, we can't worry about money because there's nothing to be done. And I'm in a job anyway. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. there was so much pressure taken off. And yeah. then, like you say, Cara, you know, you end up going, you, you gas, foot to the gas, and you've got to, well, you've then got to make the best out of what, what we're given in the situation. And then, of course, now it's like the gas is on too hard and I just need to, right. I just need to throw back a bit again, you know? Well, it's like, because I mean, I, it's interesting you said about three weeks because Cara and I sort of, that was, we were three weeks in when we recorded our first episode um, after all this started, because for those first several weeks, I, we didn't want to do anything either. You know, it's like, I, all I did was eat a lot of Triscuits and cheese <laughs> and drink a lot of rosé. I mean, it's like, you know, I just was giving in to every comfort I wanted, you know, and I just, I had no desire. I would see people like posting things and they're singing and they're doing this. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't. But then you get to this point where you're sort of like, this is life. This is going to be for a while. So we have to make peace with it to some degree and realize how best to utilize 
what we have. Um, and like you said, it's true. It's like, for me, I was in Tina, so I have a job essentially, you know, in theory to go back to when it comes back. So it's not like there is something about the, the lack of options. Like you don't even have to, you don't have to worry about it. Like, am I keeping up with the Joneses in any way, you know, because there's nothing, there's nothing to do. But I think that part of why we're exhausted is because our children are home with us all day. Right. Right. And when that is, that's that's the thing that has been the bit of a, um, because you can't, you're trying to do jobs like this on an interview Mm -hmm. or taking a lesson and he's coming and going, mom, I can't. And you're like, but if you were at school, this would all be okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but you're not at school, so I have to deal with you first because you're my priority. And it's it's it was it was those two worlds coming together. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is oh man, that is right. why we are so tired. <laughs> All and you also, parents, we hear you. We we hear you and we feel I feel like also prioritizing it, you know, I think that was such a hard thing in the beginning because we were home with our kids all the time and really figuring out what we needed to sustain ourselves through this time and being able to say, you know what, right now I need to go record a podcast and that's what's going to feed my soul and make me feel like I'm productive during this time. But like setting those boundaries was super hard for me (laughs) in the beginning. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, um, let's shift, let's shift a little bit and, and start talking about, you know, the other stuff, the parts before the pandemic. Right. So, um, (laughs) we, uh, we know that you were, you've worked since Ben was born, but how obviously, but how soon did you go back or what was that experience like for you? Yeah. Well, I, um, I, he was about six months old when I started auditioning again. And I was definitely out of, out of shape, vocally, mentally, physically, all the, all the needs. (laughs) And, um, but it was a, uh, and I was very happy to audition and get back that I remember that mentally going, I adore my, this life, but six months now of being at home, being that, that, that suckling, that, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful smelling period. And, you know, but I, I, <laughs> I am a working gal and I love my job so much and very happy to get back. And I, first thing I did was a play. Oh, Farragut, Ides of March, oh, sure. film, um, uh, Bo Willimon film. Um, uh, I play always wanting to get in doing a bit more street stuff because I'm more mainstream kind of musical theater stuff. And so that was a nice, nice six week job to go back to. And it was through then that I auditioned for The Last Ship on Broadway. That's when that happened. Wow. He was that young when he Last Ship? that young. So this is why I was going for these auditions going, do you know what? <laughs> yeah, Broadway. Very funny. I've just got a, a newborn suckling on my <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I we're going nowhere any anytime soon. This is all a lovely edition. Let's go on edition, sing for Sting and Joe Montello and all the work. <laughs> Isn't it fancy? And then they go, they really like you. Can you go to New York for a recall? I was like, sorry, what now? <laughs> So there was, I was quite literally, I was in, I was back in it, but I, that, that was such a curveball that I got, we got thrown at such a young start uh, as a new mom and stuff. And so we had to get our heads around that really quickly that this, this is, this could be a thing. Uh, I mean, I was so happy. I had just finished Wicked. I'd just done my first album, doing a play, thought it was, you know, and then, and then an opportunity like Broadway comes around. You're like, what is going on? 
So then that happened and we all moved to America, to New York. And you and know what it's how like? Was he like, he wasn't even a year yet then he probably, was, right? Exactly. So he was about 14 months. Oh, He's, wow. He took his first steps in New York, in our apartment mm. in, in oh, New York. Yes. So, that was, I mean, it was just, yeah. So that's, that was that little you know, it wasn't just, right, you're back at work. It was like, you're back on, you're, you're in Broadway. <laughs> you're on Broadway. Like, you're going to wait you being the lead in this show. I mean, I do think there's something, you know, we've talked about this before with other actors that once you have a child and your perspective and your priorities shift, there's mm-hmm. a weight off. And I'm sure that just had you in prime booking mode, mama, Stop. for that last ship. You know what I mean? You were like, you know, I'm- last ship, get to the back of the queue. Yes, it was. It was yeah. like, yeah. Take it or leave it. Take take it or leave yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And that was such a beautiful show. For anyone who has who doesn't know Last Ship. Please well, say hello. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Eric was in it as well with you. And you were across the street. Kara and I were at Jersey Boys yes. when y'all were across yes. the street. <laughs> Oh that was amazing. But I just, I want to give a, a little shout out to the album that you guys, it is a beautiful, it was a beautiful show. One that should have had a much longer run. I think so. And we listened to that. We don't listen to many albums and show tunes, but That's- we have a CD of that in our car and right. we listen to it because it's, I mean, it's sting. So, you know, That's it's just right. beautiful so- music, but it's also just, it's a gorgeous score and so- do yourself a favor and download yeah. it. You guys. <laughs> it, was, it was a dream for four or five months. It really was. It was just dreamy, you know, and first yeah. job back and second job back, but, and just to open that door to Broadway. It was incredible. That's amazing. Was that something that you've, that you had wanted? Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, honestly, you know, when you say, oh, I dreamed, I dreamed of it. You know, you know, when you only dream, you never go, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to try and make it happen. You literally go, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's Broadway, it's America, it's not ever. And then it happens, you go, holy God, how does how does a wee girl from Belfast end up on Broadway? And that's when I when I was doing these workshops recently with the kids from Belfast, I was like, guys, it happens, right? See that dream? Keep doing it because it's so ha- it can happen. You know, it's just it's incredible, and it really we are in those jobs where those things can change your career and your life overnight. And it was oh one my of those god moments. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's something I think that I always say that it's what keeps us going, right? Is that you never know what call's going to come tomorrow with an audition that will literally change everything. Everything. Yeah. I just, okay. You just like almost brought tears to my eyes talking about talking to those kids and saying it is possible. I mean, I think that that's, it's so powerful. I think in this day and age, just for kids to hear, you know, you may not be from a, a place you think that this is in your future or your reality, but it can be. And and the Belfast mentality, Irish, Northern Irish, Belfast, it's all very like, no, don't be showing off too much. You're good, but you're not that good. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, you know, and just the kids. And I had like these nine kids and literally sat like this on Zoom, pole face, like can't believe A, they're on screen with me. But then even, and then they sing and they're acting through songs, incredible. And they're like, rah, and then they go straight back oh, to no. the game. They're so shy. And I'm like, guys, see the kids I teach in America? I'm like, I threaten them with all the American talent. I'm like, all the nine-year-olds are like, hey, hey, Hoberman, hey. <laughs> like, and they're like, 
okay, okay. I'm like, come on, give me a tell. You know, don't be right. so shy. So I, I definitely use, I use the Americans to, to threaten. Yeah, <laughs> the American, the Americans, they they waste no, t- they don't bother with being shy, right? They're just <laughs> like, look at me, I'm, I'm here. I think a mix of both might be preferred. I think right. a little bit from like meeting in the middle might be the best thing, but. That was definitely a broad stroke. I was when I was impersonating you, but honestly, I just, they, it was, it was a joy to work with them and to get to show them that it's, you know, work hard and, and it's so possible, you know, it's so possible. And so go for it, Kara. All right. I feel like now hopping back and forth to Broadway is your thing, right? So you came, you did the last ship. I don't know. Did you end up going back to London and then come back, coming back for Wicked and then back again and then back for Come From Away? So this is like your life now. (laughs) Well, the the thing is, we so we did Come From Away, uh, or no, sorry, last ship and the same director as last ship, the brilliant Joe Montello, who directs Wicked. So I text Joe once we got our closing notice in last ship and I was like, hey, Joe, through my tears you, you don't you don't happen to want a particular Irish girl to play a particular green part anytime soon <laughs> like crying while I'm texting him and he was like I'm on it he was on it he's like I'm already on it and they they got us back within six months whenever um the lovely Jackie Burns I think was just finishing oh. and I took over no what no lovely what's her name oh Caroline Bowman Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. so we took over and was yeah, so that's how that happened. And then, you know, I think he felt a bit bad to have to bring me and my family the whole way across the world and then just to, you know, and so I think it was also then because of Wicked, um, we were able to apply for our green cards. So that's why then I think the doors to come from away were open right. because right. we are more or less a shoe-in and there was right. no massive fees because the fees are extortionate you know for uh, yeah like those fees it's not like having to you don't no longer have to do the visas and the things and the working and the you know all the paperwork all the red tape they're like oh yeah that's that's easy yeah but wait that means that you were playing okay so here's the thing rachel you we talked to jenny denoya who's standby at alphaba yes she though besides her you are the first mom we've spoken to who played Alphaba while you were a mother. We've had like Stephanie J. Block and Casey Levy oh, and God. others, but Damn. they weren't mothers yet. And not only were you a mother, but if I'm doing the math correctly, Ben was like a toddler. Ben was two. Oh, <laughs> my. Yeah. And you were having to do that role. Like, well, was- right, guys, okay. So here's I'm going to take you back a little bit further. Uh-huh. Ben was five and a half months in my tummy when I finished my London Wicked run. Oh, isn't it so special? Was, we, right? So yeah. he's been on this Wicked journey with me too. So I I was, so I finished my contract on the 27th of October and he was he was five and a half months, we were five and a half months pregnant. Wow. So I did the show with him, like, like, and it was, it was hard work as it is, but then being pregnant was like, okay, here's, here's other levels. And then, and then <laughs> we had, him, we had a break, did my album and then last ship happened. So he was two when I took up, when I took over on Broadway. Wow. Wow. And oh my God. I wouldn't have done it without my husband. That's the thing. They are, our husbands, this is like, you know, we, there's no way I, he, I rested every morning. He took him to, what was it? Little Seeds, which was the little nursery for a two-year-old at the time. And, and it, you know, he, I couldn't have done any show, let alone Wicked, w- without my husband. 
Oh my God. I'm sure. I mean, shout out to Guy because, you know, that's just like the, the vocal, I mean, it's so taxing vocally. And I've heard, I've talked to other Elfies who are like, I don't talk during the day and I don't do this. And, you know, as mothers, we don't have that option. (laughs) So, and, or the waking up in the night or early in the morning and you get home from the show and, they do those eight o'clock shows and it's a long one, you know, five show weekend. Oh my gosh, mama. It's like the, the sheer energy it takes to do it without having a toddler. I can, I just, I hat off, thing, hats off to you. you know what I would like to say on that. The thing is what we are so in what's embedded in us women when this happens and across every show you compensate so you, well, I know I do anyway. So I, I do the home thing and I, I either use or I, I, I don't, uh, you know, tell Ben off or I don't correct him or I, I don't speak to him and I take myself away just so that I have enough to do wicked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. therefore I am compensating, my family's compensating. Mm-hmm. Or I, or I give all that I have and then I go to the show and then that night the show's compensated because right. of what I do or don't have. But also we make it work. Mm-hmm. You 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 have to make, you just have to, it's like there's no science behind it, but w- with what you've got, energy, vocal-wise, uh, mental uh, energy, uh, uh, health, um, uh, support from the husband, whatever's going on chemically that day or that week, you have got to make do. You've just got to make it work. And, mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately, especially with Wicked, that's what you get paid for. That's what you get paid that nice wage for. But but at the end of the day, it's it's up to me and nobody else can do that but us. So we nobody else can belt those E flats or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just it, and and it's a given that we have got to get on with it as yeah, mothers. I, yeah, we do it. Yeah. But I think that's why these conversations are so important because they're all the things that no one sees, all the compensations that no one sees or understands when you go back to work after having a kid, especially when you go back to work in this industry, especially when you go back to a role like Elphabod that requires so much of you where it, you know, it's that, that have it all mentality, which you can, but you're not going to have it all at a hundred percent. Everything isn't going to maintain the level that it it did before you had kids. It's just not. No. And as long as they know that and they're happy with that and you're happy with that, that's okay. And Wicked were so supportive. They were like, go home. You know, if there were shows that were, I was just like, I shouldn't be here. Go home. Just do it. Be with your family. And our beautiful poor dog got knocked down during Wicked and and died. Our lovely, beautiful Barney, a little Jack Russell that we brought over with us. And he, and like, I was up going, ah. Crying the tears, my green coming up. Mary Beth was like, Rachel, go home. Aww. So, you know, like family, like they they were so supportive, like whenever yeah. we needed it. You know? I know. That's it's so just like that's so wonderful that they were such so supportive. And and it is a family. I mean, it is our family, but I know it's like we always before we had kids at Jersey Boys, Mark Latito, who played Jip DiCarlo, oh. he would come in on Saturday <laughs> matinee and he'd be like, I was on the soccer field at eight. You know what I mean? Like you've already, the things you've already done by the time you even go to work, you know, it's like, I remember there was one day where I had like a soccer, a soccer practice for Elliot and then a birthday party in the park. And then I had two shows. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, I've already had a full day by the time I get here at one 30. So before the matinee. Before the matinee, but but this is why I say, like, those is what, the, for me, Jess, those are the things I missed out on during Wicked mm. because I couldn't do them. No, yeah, yeah that's a whole different. And this is why I praise my husband because he's like, 
don't worry about it. I'll take Ben. I'll go to soccer and the party. And we did that too. I remember in Prospect Park, there was a party and, 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 you know, I, I felt bad, but I had to go, but I can't be there at eight o'clock in the morning and then go and do two shows at Wicked. So they're the things that I missed. I compensated on. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and it is different for sure. Like when you're a principal and you're carrying a show, definitely there are are concessions that we made versus like at Jersey boys when we had a relatively, you know, our show was pretty, pretty cool. (laughs) Pretty chill. Pretty (laughs) Pretty great job. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't Um, really break a sweat. It was amazing. But we've talked about, I, talking about this, Rachel. So you have a husband who's a director. So obviously he took that time to support you through being alpha, but how do you guys balance work between each other? Do you have to make choices between who's going to work at what time or how do you navigate that? We have definitely had to have those conversations where it's like, right, okay, Rachel, you've had a lovely run of the alphabet. I'd really love to do some directing now. And I've had to go, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But in my brain, I'm like, I know what I still, so there's been times where I went, listen, just take me out. Um, but it, it hasn't necessarily been where I've had to take myself out of work. It's worked out for us, touch wood, pretty okay. So um, Guy, my husband here in London, very close to us, we run a fringe theatre. So here in London, the theatres above pubs are really, really brilliant. And it's, it's where a lot of new work, uh, fringe work uh, uh, is really brilliantly created, created. So we, Guy has been running a theatre called the Bridge House Theatre here near us in Penge, South East London. And that has been his lovely little second home where he is uh, coached there. He has done, he does maybe two shows a year there. So the Christmas show. And so he, he in fact, during Wicked, he got back to do that. And we actually employed a nanny for like six weeks while he went back and did that. And again, there's Ben compensating, not having me and his dad around. There's there's another ex- example of it where you go, you know, he's waking up in the middle and I'm going, I don't like her. And you're just going, oh God, what am I doing with my life? Um, you know, so, but that's only had to happen once. And, you know, we, we really do try and lean and support and make each other's work happen. And, you know, like guys coaching, I'm coaching. We've got our diaries, lot, you know, synced up. So I know when he's coaching, I can't book in when he's coaching, things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, what else on that? You know, no, we've just, we just make sure that we, we're tag team. We're a really good tag team with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it's, you know, it's, it is, there are benefits to being a two artist household. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that Mm -hmm. I have friends whose husbands maybe have quote unquote normal jobs, you know, nine to five. And so they literally see them as they pass, you know, at the door, as one's leaving to go to the theater. Um, they're like, see you later, have fun, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so which is great for childcare, but right. not great for your marriage or your, you know, the relationship yeah. as a family. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. So that's, oh. it's been, yeah, that's, um, oh, well, I was going to say something else on that. No. Um, yeah. No. And just the, the actual freedom of our jobs that it gives us that and being, you know, and, and not having the nine to five or not having the, you know, I, we love the flexibility and the actually, we don't know no, next month what our schedule is. We actually really love that. You know, to have the same job day in, day out, nine to five. And Guy, and the the other thing is, we ultimately know we both enjoy when I get 
a contract in a show because then therefore we know, well, until Corona, you go, well, there's our next year planned. We now can plan around that. Right. And yeah, that's right. what we've loved. The, the, there is a tiny bit of structure within a very loose kind of life, life yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know that, you know, odds are your schedule will mainly just involve shows and maybe the occasional put in, which is when, yes. um, for those who yes. don't know, when you put it, a new person joins the cast and you put them in essentially, yes. <laughs> you do the show with an them and show. you know, yeah. So you're doing that in the afternoon, but, um, but I just think that it's, it's such a, it's such a lovely gift to have the fluidity. And I know until Corona, man, I mean, I have my year. I was like, all right, Eric's in La Jolla. I'm doing Tina. We're going to do this. And then this, this show will probably come in. So then, you know, and you, and you have it in your mind, you know, Tina was selling well and come from away is still running. I mean, it's such a great show and it's still running, you know, for eons it will run, I'm sure. But it's like, just tell me what was Eric doing in La Jolla? Uh-huh. He was doing um, Fly, which is oh, um, yes. a retelling Carmen. of, Carmen uh-huh. yeah, sister, you know, yes. you know, yeah, like, um, but uh, here it was uh, Fly with he was playing Captain Hook, so oh, there was a retelling oh. of, yeah, yeah, different. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but um, so he was out here, and then we've just stayed here, which has been so lovely. I've said it before; it's just such a gift to have the sunshine and the lovely weather and the beaches and okay. Playhouse. We will work for them forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know they've let us stay here and um it's been a, a real yes. gift for sure and Cara how many kids do you have I have two actually two. I don't know if you remember Rachel but we were at a birthday party together Lindsay Bradshaw's daughter Georgia <laughs> that's so yeah right. yeah See, that's, I, that's I remember connection. so Lindsay said Cara is right right okay yes. I'm with you so I Lin- caught up yeah, 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 yeah. So our, our kids are the same age. One's uh, my al- oldest is seven, and my son is three and a half, going on four. Yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. close. He's getting close he for sure. Close. I was just thinking are, about when are, you talk. Are you, sorry, Jess, are you in New York? Um, I'm currently in New Jersey, and I wasn't in a show when Corona hit. But my husband has been at the Book of Mormon for a very long time. Um, so <laughs> thank God. I mean, we are. It's like a government gig, and we're very grateful for it. Having two kids to support. Um, yeah. So. I was just yeah. thinking when you talk about like the going back and forth and everything, you're not going to remember this at all, Rachel, but I remember this. You, we were auditioning when Jesse Mueller was leaving Waitress. We were at the audition together to replace her. We didn't oh, chat. Yes. We didn't even like talk really. But you came in with your rolling suitcase and you had literally, I remember like Bernie came out, Bernie Telsey, the casting director came out and was like, you just were on stage last night. Like you literally flew overnight <laughs> and then like rolled your, your, your suitcase into Telsey for your audition for, you know. <laughs> Just the lead and waitress, True. not a small audition. And then you were getting and, and right can, back on the and, plane. Um, and tell me, what did Bernie Telsey say to me there? And then he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, <laughs> I beg what? your pardon? Right. <laughs> what are you all this for? It's like, no, 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 no. Right. right. Don't say that. Right. Right. Like, like, I just flew on a red eye from London after doing <laughs> Wicked and I have to go back. Like you're literally turning around the things we do, the things isn't it, we isn't it do. And, and I came over as well. That happened to me just not so long ago, auditioning for the production that didn't happen of Secret Garden. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I was, I had, I was getting down and getting very close, and they loved myself. Tape, and they were like, "Listen, can she come over?" 
And I was like, okay, my father-in-law has just died and we're burying him. Mm. Um, and they were like, still, can right. you come over? Right. <laughs> oh my God. This is so it. That, this is real life, the glamour. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, okay, we can make this work. Let's get on oh the plane. They were uh. in the room. Literally, I was there that day, you know, the day before. I had a little coaching with them that day of the edition. I had to be out of there for six to get to JFK. And they were like, quarter to six. Yeah, come in, come in. <gasps> right. I was like, hi, guys. Hi, hi. Can I sing for you now? <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, you're so good. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, I have to bury my, gra- I have to bury my father-in-law. And they were like, oh, yeah, your parent. I'm so sorry to hear all that. Could you just do it? And then, and then I get home and we do all that business. And they were like, oh, because we were in such a rush, can she come back? Uh-huh. No. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so then I was like, so of course, you know, you have this discussion with your agent, American agent, you know, they're representing you. You've got your cards. Are you serious about this? Because if jobs come in and you want recalls, we expect you to go, okay, I'm going to jump on a plane. And that's, that's, that's the, again, there's your compensation, right? Mm-hmm. We are in this business and you've got to be open. And it, it kind of, if the job comes in and that's what they want, then I, fair enough. So this is, this was the deal. So I was like, okay, but, but when it, it's fine in, in principle, and then it happens and you're like, where am I getting that thousand pounds? Where exactly right. am I getting oh, that yeah. thousand pounds? You know, right. but there it is. You have to do it. Yeah. So, oh my God. So I also love that you say, and of course, I didn't get it. But you, you no. know that. You know that. <laughs> Always. You know that when I get into the room. You're like, well, I have, you know, I might not get this, but this is yeah. it. I have never booked something that I flew in from. Like there was a time period where I lived in LA and I would fly into New York for auditions and I never booked it when I flew in. I was like, when am I going to learn my lesson? Like, just don't well, spend the, the $800. Same, same. same. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm the same with workshops. So I now don't do workshops or labs. Oh, yeah. Every lab or every workshop I do, <laughs> I don't get the job. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Never doing a lab again in my life. No. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll do some of them sometime. There'll be options. I mean, it's like, that's what—that's my okay. husband coming out. He's been like, remember when we were actors? I was like, oh, my God. We're, we're gonna, we are still actors and we will you be still, actors. We still are. Oh, my we're God. Really I feel like it, though. Oh, my God. I love that you say recalls for callback. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys call say? Back. Call, call back. Call back. Call back. And, and you guys say, I booked it. And I go, I got the job. <laughs> right, right, right. I also like, you've been saying touch wood for knock wood. Touch, I just love oh, all these wood. things. Okay. I, know. I do <laughs> too. I love it. All the little <laughs> Irish-isms or yeah, the, you is, know, London-isms. It's more Irish-isms than like English or across, you know, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, so, we... Actually, speaking of that, my son, so when, cause he was here during Wicked, so he was... I think he was two to three. No, he was two and a half to three and a half, I think, with Wicked, right? And so he went to, and so he still says to this day, candy, trash can, and what else does he say? There's there's another one. So he'll still say, in a little English accent, mom, can you put that in the trash can for me? And you're like, <laughs> uh, it's the bin over here. It's the bin. Right. And, you know, he says, <laughs> the bin. <laughs> mm-hmm. ben, it's it's you can't have a candy, but you do know here we say sweets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> does he say French fries or chips? He says chips. Oh, okay, yeah. But okay. actually, funny enough, he did say French fries for a while, but I, I think he thinks that's French. Oh well, French <laughs> so he just fries. says chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, just he have, calls them skinny fries. 
skinny fries. Skinny fries. I was going to say, just skinny start calling fries. them frites, and then he'll really be confused. Oh, my God. Has it been difficult? You know, we've talked about these um, little, uh, you know, the differences in our accents and our languages and our speaking yeah. and the colloquial colloquialisms. Ooh. <laughs> um, has that been, was that difficult for you with, uh, like come from away there, Newfoundland? I mean, well, that's a whole different yeah, accent. That yeah. is, and actually it's, it's close, it's closer to my accent than it is mm. that like, than anyone would ever have thought. In fact, when we met the guys from Newfoundland, they sounded more Irish than I do. Mm. And I know that's oh. hard, to find, right? but they are so, it's so with this kind of like funny, not funny. There's nothing funny about it, Rachel. This little a Canadian, <laughs> you know, Canadian twang you can hear now and again, yeah, but like, like, that but like yeah, yeah, just this little, little, and, um, they, yeah, so, so when we were getting our dial a coach, um, with Joel, the, I had, there was two other Irish people in, in, in the London cast and we were, we were actually more angled to go a bit more Canadian. So just speak very, in a, very much in our own accent and, 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 and lean more towards the Canadian. Mm. So that was, we had to kind of flip it on its head. That was our way around of getting the accent because we didn't want, also we opened in Dublin, Come From Way premiered in Dublin for oh. at the Abbey Theatre or transferred to the West End. Again, another compensation. Oh, for eight weeks over home at Christmas, I was on my own in Dublin, away from the family. Oh, in eighteen, yeah, they come. We come over. They had we had Christmas definitely in Ireland, but you know, eight weeks running up to it was like you know, so they, yeah. they were not there. They're not the word of seen or heard. And um, let's let well, let's be honest, Rachel. There is something really lovely about not having your kid, and <laughs> you know. Right, there I is. Mean, there is that. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. You know, getting some that. solid sleep and sleep, maybe like thinking, that. "Oh, mm-hmm. I'll go for a a, a pint," sure. as you would say, yeah. probably yeah. after pint. the show. Of course, yeah. you know. absolutely. Oh, that's bl- dreamy bliss. Right. But you know, it makes you like, "Come on." Right. Well, and it's Christmas, so, so. <laughs> yeah, and it's Christmas, right? So um, everything just so so uh, unusually kind of just different, and having to just having to navigate your life in a different city, in a country and, you know, kind of, but still having to hold down a job and, you know, so all those compensations and then the digs you get there, you know, they were terrible and having to oh, live God. with your castmates and you're like, ah, oh, I could really do like this. I'm so used to living at home, you know, so all that. But, um, but when we got to Ireland with the accent thing, they're obviously Irish accents and they will hear if it's an American or, but they won't go, oh, that's a Newfoundland accent because nobody knows what a Newfoundland accent is supposed to sound like. Mm, so they right. will just sit there as an Irish audience member and go, why are they all speaking Irish? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, why are they all yeah. sound Irish? <laughs> so we told, you know, Joel this and they were aware of this. So we had to very much lean on the Canadian side. And of mm. course, all the English cast members to an Irish ear, they were just like, why are they all speaking Irish? Mm. Why are they all sounding Irish? You know, because, but in England, in London, it was fine to us. Oh. It's, it's just, it was one of those kind of things. So interesting. I know. I love that. Well, during this time, as we've talked about, you know, there's just been so much um, sort of upheaval and the benefits and the the parts that we'll take away from this and the lessons we'll have learned yeah. and hopefully we'll be back to work soon. But what um, we asked our we asked our audience this week over on Instagram, what could you not have survived this time without? And it can be, you know, it's if it's, you know, is it wine? Is it run or, or is it a yoga? Is it your child? You know what I mean? Like it could be something very flippant and very um, basic, if you will, Honestly, you know, but I think, I think 
actually being in our home here. See, just in our, in our physical house, but also just three of us together. Mm-hmm. Like if I had been doing this in New York, oh my, there's no way. Why would you even contemplate being on your own during this time anyway, when you've got a husband and a son? But I think just what we know is this house here in London, South East London. We know it. We love it so well. We're here eight years. It just actually, this is our roots. This is our foundations. Just knowing the fit, knowing the ground around us hmm. has just kept us nice and steady and grounded and you know and and a home base our real having our real home base Mm. because for the last two and a half years we've been going are we going to america are we not should we go when we've got a job should we not you know because with our green cards we're like well we could all go now and work and be in school and be part of an american new york society so we just haven't had that time to or we haven't had the opportunity until come from away happened and that you know so we have been very unsteady and uncertain so just to know that we're not planning to go to New York or not planning to try and get jobs over there. And actually we are, we have, we are so lucky to have a beautiful home here in London. Just that knowing that home base was there was so a blessing, a real blessing. I was so happy to hear when you said like the day after Broadway shot down, you, you got on a plane and went home because when it was first announced, it was a month, you know what I mean? And, and that could have meant anything for you. I don't know, you know, and I'm just so happy that you, because everything just went downhill very, very quickly and to be with family, just like you, Jess, you know, got on a plane and went out to be with Eric. I think that that was so imperative for people to be with their people. That's it. And that's your home base. You're being with that smell that you know and that recognize and that those chats. Yeah, you know, it's that. It's that. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, if it was something materialistic, it would be this house. It's it's just it's a home base. You know, it's our our, our ground level, you know. Yeah, um, but, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like I want to go to the bar with you right now. I know. Yes. Just have a drink. Yeah, well, <laughs> Me too. And it's only 9 15. <laughs> no, that's so just what, what? what time is it there in California? It's 9 18 a.m. And Cara, you're it's, it's 12 18. It's noon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 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 And it's almost dinner time yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. Time zones are nuts. Are nuts. Oh my God. But I'm so glad we were able. Like what you've already had today? You've done this day. It's nuts. It's, oh my god! When we were my my husband and I were in Australia for about three months with our family, uh, he was bound, mounting Book of Mormon there, and it it was so hard to wrap your mind around. Like Christmas happened, and we're like, we've already had Christmas. How like the rest of the family didn't? You know, it was just so bizarre time time zones. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, but, and, a, and we, a warm and a warm Christmas, like wow! Oh so, my gosh, it was it was a hundred and five degrees on Christmas Day. It was so hot. <laughs> yeah, wow! Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we were able to make it make oh, it all so work bad. all three time zones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we figured it all yeah. out on our second attempt. <laughs> but, <laughs> no worries. All, all good. good. All good. Um, thank you so much, Rachel, thank for joining so much, us. Rachel. I can't wait for you to come back over. And us all, and then we could get Lindsay Bradshaw. We'll pull her in, and then we'll all like, you know, yeah, go for drinks. What a, what a journey there they have had! Like, wow, oh, God, I know. They, they are, I know. What a strong family unit they are too, aren't they? Just for sure, just people for sure. But we'll all have to get our kiddos together and 
and have yeah, some drinks and hang out. So, but please be you well. Nice. You yeah. too. Thanks for having me as your last, your last one of the season. It's such ah, an honor. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thanks. Keep it up. Keep up the mama work. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. For sure. Thanks so much. That's love. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.